what's God's plan for my life? Or how could I even know his will? How could I tell what he wants me to do or, or discover what I'm called to be a part of in this world? If you're asking these questions, we want to invite you into a conversation of learning more about how God calls his people for his purpose. I'm glad that we can have a conversation about calling as a church Uh, We recognize that this is a super important topic that every single person on the planet is asking about. The the idea, how do we know what our purpose is? And so we want to invite you into a three-part mini-series podcast where we explore what it means to be called and even more practically, how can I find out God's purpose for my life? How can I hear his voice and know what he wants for me. And so this is the first of three, and I'm looking forward to the conversations. In the room, we've got Yvonne here, part of our discipleship team. Hey, hey, let's go. That's right. And uh, I'm Scott, our discipleship pastor. Just uh, excited to explore something that we as a church are all going to be talking about. Uh, It's not only that every human asks these questions, it's that for the beginning of 2024, mm-hmm. we as a church are asking these questions. Our sermon series is is just begging the question about God calling his people for, for his purpose yeah, and how we can discover that and, and, and see what that means for our lives. Yeah. And I'm so excited that we get to do this as one church, um, that we have just multiple campuses with us. We've got Oakland, we've got our online campus, we've got Hayward campus, we've got our Fremont campus. And it's crazy to think that all over the Bay, Mm -hmm. there are hundreds, thousands of people just thinking about like, Lord, what would you have me be? What would you have me do? Or whatever calling means. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great question for us to lead off. Why do we need a conversation about calling? Yeah. I think calling is one of those um, things that is so loosey-goosey in terms Mm -hmm. of, I think there's like... (laughs) Talk to 10 people, you might get 10 different ideas about what that means. Not might. It's like a guarantee. (laughs) Okay. And and yet we treat it as something so weighty at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I would even put that up there with, like we can describe love that way too, where everyone has so many different definitions and yet it can be anywhere from like, it should be a really weighty thing, but then we also treat it very flippantly. Mm -hmm. I think calling is one of those things where everyone sees it as this really weighty thing. And so you'd think that it's important to really have you know, something nailed down as like a good definition. And yet it's all over the place. And we still use it to somehow determine something like, ooh, as like destiny of our lives yeah. and things like that. Yeah, I think it can be misused mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, well, God's calling me to do this. And they're, they're maybe articulating what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're sort of begging the question, like, is there something more going on there? Um, right. So uh, I think, too, another point is it's biblical. There, there's, yep. there's no shortage of verses in the Bible that are giving us a framework of God's purpose for mm-hmm. our life. Maybe his bigger purpose for, for all believers, but then his specific purpose for you personally. Yeah. And the Bible talks about both of those. So there's something in if we're going to be f- disciples, uh, we need to understand what this means. Mm-hmm. right? We need, to, we need to get into that. Um, I, I also think it's a, just a core question every person's asking. Yes. We're asking, what does God want with my life? Mm-hmm. What does he want me to do? Yeah. 
I don't think there's a single believer that that doesn't ask that question. And yet we don't really have vocabulary around that Mm -hmm. or a process for people to begin discovering Mm -hmm. what God wants. Yeah. And I think because of that lack of vocabulary and process, we can't, it's hard to actually stop and think and give it the time that it deserves. Yeah. I think that everyone would agree to like, if you're thinking of what's calling, it's probably something that takes time. Yeah. And yet it's really discouraging to want to take time on something that you don't even really know what it is. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, I have no clue what God wants for my life and you're maybe feeling discouraged Mm -hmm. or just have a lot of question marks, I'm so glad you're in for this journey and think of it as a journey. Yeah. Like we get to be maybe tour guides. We get to share some of the thoughts Mm -hmm. that we've been reading and talking about and some of the verses that have been shaping the way that Resonate is talking about calling. Yeah. Um, but it's really a journey for, for everyone. Yeah. Or you might be that person that has, are fresh off of taking nine different personality tests. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Enneagram, MBTI, all of those things. <laughs> DISC, yeah. you name it, it's probably yeah. there. And What does you, this mean? Right, because <laughs> yeah. you are on that journey. Yeah. You're on that journey of trying to figure out what your calling is. And this is for you too, because yeah, we believe that the word of God um, never comes back void, yeah. right? Empty or void. It's yeah. not bound. And so, yeah, we, we want to see what the Bible says about yeah. that. And I, I want to say too, just, I love the personality test. Yeah. I love them. Yes. I enjoy it. Cause it gives me like angles. It gives me like a lens into myself or totally. other people and our motivation. I, I'm like certified in one of those things. So <clears throat> okay, great. That's I, yeah, pretty, I'm all in. <laughs> way to go. But the, the idea, there's something actually much more personal going on that as we read like stories in the Bible of God asking people to be a part of his plan. He's like inviting them in in a mm. personal and a real way. So, um, yeah, I, 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 as we frame calling and as we talk about it over these three different podcasts, um, I, I hope it'll be an experience where people start to even find questions they could ask God about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, very personal way. So, well, before we, we get into it, I want to talk about what calling is, mm-hmm. like a way that we're defining it. Through, through these sermon series as yeah. we're talking about it. But I think it's really helpful sometimes to say what calling is not. Yeah. Okay. So if we have a what calling isn't in our definition, what would, what would you throw into that category? What calling is not? Oh, my goodness. I think calling is not um, this set thing that is so tied to uh, your, like the destiny of your doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like your activity. Right. I did this. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think anyone is specifically called to be even a doctor. Okay. I do think that there are a few people in this world that have maybe heard that audible voice from the yeah. Lord, like, go and do this. Yeah. But I think vast, vast majority do not. Yeah. Yeah. So it it could be that part of God's plan is for you to pursue being a medical doctor. Yes. But just your vocational choice... It, Calling is right. more than that. Yes, it's absolutely. more than just oh, I'm supposed to do this function in the world, mm-hmm. right? There's something beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say to calling isn't about your preferences. <laughs> no, it, it's not like you're trying not. to figure out the stuff you like. Yeah, you know. And so it's a very me focused, mm-hmm. sort of like self absorption. I want to know who I am and what mm-hmm. I like, so I can do the things that make me happy. Yep. That's that's really not a biblical way to look at calling. Yeah. And I even think 
though it's related, so I'm going to make that super clear. Calling is not what you're good at either. Okay. I do think that as you are exploring that, and we'll get into that, you know, later on, mm -hmm. that you'll end up feeling some kind of effectiveness there. Mm -hmm. But it's not simply like, oh, because I'm good at this, therefore it is my calling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, maybe just one last thing I, I would add in the framework that we're talking about is calling doesn't end in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like whatever God's calling you to, and every person in the scripture that God is inviting into his plan and his purpose, it's actually for someone else. I, I can't help but think of Abraham. Yeah. And God calls him to go to a land that he's going to show him later. You know, like his, his invitation to this adventure with God that must have been terrifying for Abraham. And, and in that part of the blessing that God says to Abraham, I've blessed you so mm -hmm. that you can be a blessing to others. Yeah. And so I think in the biblical framework, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. it, it's actually about something bigger yeah, than you. That's good. Mm -hmm. So then uh, our, part of our definition, we, we've we been thinking about this and trying to say, how can we support disciples that resonate to mm -hmm. grasp this? And uh, we've, we've come up with this definition um, that what what is calling mm -hmm. for this podcast? If you want to understand, this is what we're operating on. When who God made you to be is discovered in community and lived for his purpose. Ooh. Right. So I, I like that as three parts because the beginning is like God mm -hmm. making you. Do you know that God yeah. actually made you? And he has a, like, he dreamt of you. He's like the architect and the creator and the planner and that he's thinking of each person. We talk about snowflakes being original, mm -hmm. but I mean, how original are people? Yeah. Right. And that's such a that's such a romantic thought. I know that's weird to maybe say romantic. I'm kind of a romantic person, so I I'm all down for that kind of language. Um, but it is it is just so touching to think like that that sentence you said, like God dreamt of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's just yeah. It it's so intimate. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, like scenes in the Bible where Jesus, there, after he comes back to life. And he's resurrected and he meets Mary in the garden. It, he says her name. He says, Mary. <laughs> and I just think like she realized he knew her. Yeah. Like she, she's like, oh, it's personal to him. Yeah. He knows her by name. And the Bible's making the case that he knows you by name. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That there's some, it, it might be romantic or dreamy, whatever, but it's like, I think it's actually biblical. Yeah. That he loves us like that. And that before time began, he was dreaming of the world he would make mm -hmm. and he thought of the uniqueness of you mm -hmm. you're, you're you're a part of it so so it's like starting with him when when god the god who made you he made you but the part of calling too is that it's discovered in community mm. why do you think we include that what would you share man that's this one is hard for me to even like boil down to <laughs> i could go on yeah. this for a long time but i mean community is important to you <laughs> yeah, okay. just a little mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah you'll never really see the effect of your life unless if you are around other people who can affirm that that mm -hmm. you can even like witness it to a degree on yeah. your own yeah um, I mean, in the same way that we can't see our own blind spots, sometimes we can't see the own, our, our the effect, our own effect yeah. of our lives on other things yeah. without someone like letting us know. I think that's almost all the time, mm -hmm. right? That 
you don't know the stuff you don't know. Yeah. But you sort of don't know the stuff you're good at either, yeah. right? You don't know the strengths that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the part that I love the most about this is God has ordained the church to be his bride. I know it's very yeah. like churchy language here, but mm-hmm. we together are the bride of Christ. Like you're not the bride of Christ by yourself. I'm not the bride yeah, of Christ by right. myself. Yep. But it's all of us, the church, the people, his people that he called to himself before he laid the foundations of the world. Yep. And so it just makes sense that if he's going to slap us all together as the body and that we need every part, of course, we're going to discover his purpose for us with yeah. the body, too. Yeah. And it's First Corinthians. He talks about it. Like, can the eye say to the hand, I have no need of you, <laughs> right? Or, or can the foot say, I don't belong because I'm not another, you know, like each part of the body actually is essential, mm-hmm. right? And that he's put it together on, on purpose, yeah. right? And that each part... Um, is connected in some way. Mm-hmm. So God's God's plan for the church is this interconnection where we have different gifts but work together. So so we really can't see that until we're together in in community. Mm-hmm. So you see that happening. Um, and we'll talk more about that because this is the first of three, but our others podcasts are going to get even more practical. Like how? Yeah. How could I discover yes. my calling? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the last part is it's lived for his purpose. Why do you think calling ends with God's purpose? It's funny when you say, why does calling end with his purpose? I mean, I think it starts with that too, when he yeah, created us. That's right. Um, and even in who God is, if he is the alpha and the omega, it's going to start with his purpose in, in that creating us on purpose it's not like random but then it's also going to end for his purpose in terms of like his aims like he is the king of the universe who is worthy of all glory and so when we when he looks at you and he says scott you're mine it's like you're you're mine also to be used by me to show who i am and so Mm -hmm. it just makes sense that um yeah, all creation from whoever the creator is would be for the creator's purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the definition again, when who God made you to be is discovered in community and lived for his purpose. What are some common lies that you think trap people or keep us from from like even seeing or understanding our part in living mm. for God's purpose? I think one for me is a lot of times when I think about all the possible callings or, you know, we can throw in giftings in there that people have. And I think that certain ones seem really cool and I want to be that. And yet I feel the impossibility of being that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You see someone else's gifts Uh and you're like, that's awesome. I must, I have to be like that in Mm -hmm. order to be useful. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think especially uh, people see that within church of, anything that happens on a stage or a platform that must be everyone's purpose and yet how many people in the church actually are there on the stage yeah vast majority not so does that mean that everybody all of a sudden is not able to fulfill calling yeah (laughs) no no way that's way too small Uh a view of calling Mm -hmm. right yeah 
I don't think there's any verse in the Bible. Like even the verses that talk about people that are called to this ministry, right. it's like, oh, but there's a bunch of different gifting yeah. that they have. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different spiritual gifts that they have. Yes. It's not just one thing, one way. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good at talking on a platform, you can be called. Yeah. And if you're not, you can't. The platform just ain't the holiest place there is. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when Jesus came and the veil was torn, all of that was obliterated. Yeah. There's not right. a, a specific place. Okay, come on. It's, God dwells within me. That's God right. dwells within you. And yeah. so that is all of a sudden the holiest place. That's and right. so then it's no longer affixed to a particular location anymore. Yeah. So anyone who has the Holy Spirit living in them, mm-hmm. God wants to use them in That's a way. Right. Like, like he is the one, the effective one, but it's each person has a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the lie is... Um, I don't have a part to play. Right. Right. And the biblical truth is every single person who's a part of the body of Christ has a part to play. Yes. (laughs) Every single one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some other lies that that keep people from their calling? You know, I I think we're touching on like the full-time ministry. Mm. Calling means I'm a pastor or I'm on staff at a church. And you just can't make a case for that biblically. Mm -mm. Right. the, The biblical idea is the priesthood of all believers it's mm-hmm. it's every everyone it's not that it's not that you have to be in ministry so mm-hmm. only the full-time paid people are in ministry it's actually i think the bible says everyone is in ministry <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. it's like every on. single one of us That's are, right. are a part we're all a part of what god's doing mm-hmm. and he's only really doing one thing he wants people to see jesus mm-hmm. so so you have a part in that yeah yeah any other lies that sort of trap people I think maybe one of the biggest traps is that calling is tied to doing. That okay. the calling on one's life is tied to achieving a certain result, doing a certain thing, being productive in fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, but if the definition is when who God has made you to be is discovered in community and lived for his purpose, there's no doing there. Mm. It's it's all about who God made you to be. Yeah. And I know that's so hard because we are just trapped in such a productivity yeah. like oriented society, especially yes. here in the Bay. That's right. Um, but it's that when someone discovers who God has made them to be, and it's a journey, it's a journey of becoming that whoever God has made me to be the Yvonne who shows up to all those things, that's my calling. It's not, you know, am I in vocational ministry? Am I working at 7-Eleven? Am I working at, you know, a chemical plant? Like wherever it's, it's that I'm the same person that God made to be this at all of those places. Yeah. 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 So you're talking, uh, sort of summarizing what you're saying there's something in calling which is God's plan mm-hmm. and you being who he wants you to be. Yeah. And the lie mm-hmm. is that we're like, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I need to achieve something. 
Or maybe the lie could swing the other way too. Mm -hmm. The same lie, but I've done too many bad things Mm. or I'm not good at, like Mm -hmm. I haven't done enough, right? Right. But both of those are like a a focus on you and what you're doing rather than on God and what he's gifted you with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so calling is going to direct us back to the caller, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to be, it's good. Like what is his, what is he thinking? What is his plan? (laughs) You know, and and if, uh, yeah, he he's he's the one that's responsible for giving us what we need to mm-hmm. do what he's going to call us to do. Yes. And I just really believe he's good at that. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. Well, um a, a verse that that I think just really um captures these ideas and, and gives a framework biblically is Ephesians 2 verse 10. Mm. And I would love for every disciple at Resonate when they think of calling to come to this verse, yeah, to let this speak to them, because this is God's word telling us about who he thinks we are, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, so I, I'd love to just read the verse and then yeah. maybe walk through the parts just to unpack it, a uh, little, little Bible study maybe, right. just to help us like track what is the Bible actually saying? So Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. So um, if we just focus in on that first part, um, I I love the first four verses, the first four words of the verse. Sorry. It it says, for we are his. Mm. We are his. (laughs) What does that speak to you when you hear that? I mean, I think my uh, like middle school angsty self immediately pops into my okay, mind and on. I'm just like, who am I? Where uh-huh. do I belong? Yeah. And this answers that question. Yeah. yeah. I belong with Jesus. I'm like 50 years old and I still feel like that middle school angsty self. I'm like, I know, I, I, where am I? I am How do too. I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, maybe there's a little middle school angst in all of us. Oh, there sure is. It, okay. never, it never actually <laughs> yeah. leaves. Mm-hmm. We just navigate it better. Who am time. I? Who am yeah. I? Yeah. 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 I, I love the idea too that how we're defining who we are mm-hmm. is him. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus. We are his. You know, what, what I get when I, when I hear that is the idea, um, like he, he has me, he wants me. Yeah. I belong to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have value not because of me or my track record. Mm-hmm. I have value because he thinks I'm valuable, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm his. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just feel immense encouragement from that. Um, and and just in my own brain too, I think this is what in our discipleship paradigm we use the words enjoying grace. Yeah, this is where you enjoy grace mm-hmm. in calling. Mm-hmm. Is like he he loves me, mm-hmm. I'm his, <laughs> and you can sit in that and and like for someone to want you, for someone to call you, like to say you're. Um, you belong to me. Mm-hmm. There's something deep in our core that really, really wants that. Yeah. You know, and this verse is, is pointing that out. It's like, it's like pulling that. Um, and, and we have to sit in that be- yeah. because it, naturally, even as you were saying it right now, even though I know what you're saying is true, immediately all these qualifiers come up, come okay. to mind. Yeah. What like are I start to think like, well, how am I his? You know, mm. like, what did I do or what do I need to do to get there? Like, immediately <laughs> yeah. all those things come yeah. to mind. But if I really just sit 
with it and and in some quiet yeah. which is like i know gross for some people yeah. and gross for me too yeah. but yeah he just doesn't he doesn't say that he just says i want you well you were framing it the way i think all of us do mm-hmm. by saying what have i done to mm-hmm. become his what have have i done enough have, what have was my part in it yeah. but i would say the truth of those words for we are his Mm -hmm. is based on what he did. Mm -hmm. So let me just recount for you a couple things that he did, right? One is that he made you, like Mm -hmm. he formed you in your mother's womb. He made you exactly the way he's planned out every single day of your life, Mm -hmm. according to Psalm 139, right? But what else? Even beyond that, Mm -hmm. like he paid for you (laughs) to redeem you. Mm -hmm. So when we say we are his, it's actually not about what you did for him. Mm -hmm. It's about what he's done for you Mm -hmm. and he already did it. And the we says that it is a shared experience. It mm. is not just for us, like one person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So calling, understanding calling is he knows you. He dreamt of you. He made you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. <laughs> he died for you. <laughs> he speaks over you now. Like it, it's about him. Mm-hmm. And, and even to believe for a moment, like he's at, planned out like he's dreaming about you yeah you're on his mind yeah Uh, and i think that's the starting place for calling we are his (laughs) for we are his okay the next part of the verse is gives this crazy word we are his and the next word is workmanship (laughs) and i love that word because when you start thinking what does that mean it it becomes even more amazing that that we'd be his Mm -hmm. so what comes to your mind when you hear workmanship we're his workmanship yeah, I think of like really old things that took yeah. time. Okay. Like mm-hmm. the opposite of chat GPT. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, like yeah. someone took time like to like hand craft and the, this like painstaking thing where there's so much like purpose put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think of paintings, mm-hmm. right? Like a masterpiece. An artist who's been thinking about this and wants to express something and make something beautiful yeah and has something so specific mm-hmm. in mind and is willing to put the the effort into getting it just there yeah mm-hmm. yeah so the phrase i want people thinking when they think we are his workmanship and we think of workmanship is the dignity of your life mm. like he because of the artist, mm-hmm. you have value. There's something so unique and marvelous and important about you mm-hmm. because you're his masterpiece. Yeah. You know? um, I, I also just think of the idea of like the uniqueness of each masterpiece, mm-hmm. right? Like an artist or craftsman making something so amazing, each thing they craft is is unique. Yeah. And um, I mean, even just to, to put this into super understanding for me it's like there are some okay to be honest like visual arts are not my strong suit fair enough and so for but when i think about like the painters of old or like even like andy warhol who's like more recent right like i look at one of the things he's made and i'm like what the heck is this it makes no sense i would not ever pay for it but someone at some point was like okay this guy's a genius he's he's great at art and so when he makes something it is of value right like that just talks to what you were saying of it matters who who 
created this workmanship. Yeah, that's right. right. That's and right. so like when we think about who God is uh-huh. yeah. and he's the one yeah. that like that's where the dignity comes from. Yeah, my wife is a kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and she was been teaching her class how to paint Starry Night by Van Gogh. <laughs> and so, so it's so cute because yeah. those little 5-year-olds are like trying to copy it and she's showing them different artists and different things and one of the little 5-year-olds was like Van, Van Gogh Oh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, you know. And and like I think, well, one maybe she loves the colors, or like there's something beautiful in that. But she, as she, if she were to study art for the rest of her life, she'd mm-hmm. find out it's even even better than yeah. she was thinking. There's yeah. something more. So the same, the same with us. Mm-hmm. Like if he's the artist, maybe we don't even possess the ability yet to see Mm-mm. how amazing the masterpiece is yes. that he. But but he knows what mm-hmm. he made. And and so, um, yeah, calling is that idea of like, y- you're his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I think too that idea of the masterpiece is this is where community comes in. Because if you're in a void, you don't know, you don't know how you are. It's like someone has to look at the art mm-hmm. in order to see the masterpiece, yeah. right? And so, so in community, the design of God is made clearer it, it becomes it, it's manifested for everybody yes. as we're in community with each other like you don't know what your spiritual gifts are unless you try to do something that's right, that's right. You know? and then all of a sudden as you're doing it and you feel alive and other people feel loved you're like oh maybe that's a part of my spiritual gift mm-hmm. but you'll never get that if you sit in your closet by yourself like you'll never get it mm-hmm. it, it requires the like a loving community yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah we need a mirror to help us see what God made. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. What about the last part? Um, we're, cre- we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand. What, what does that make you think of? I think for me in this moment in time, it makes me think of that the pressure is off. Yeah. Um, Cause he, well, one, it's like, it's really cool that he could have created me for all kinds of things, but mm-hmm. he created me for good works. And these good works aren't for me to strive to find, but it says which God prepared beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's simply, if he's the one that prepared it, then I just need to be with him and he'll show me what yeah. these works are. He'll bring yeah. me there. He actually has a plan. Mm-hmm. He planned it out beforehand. So that puts pressure on him to mm-hmm. tell us what he uh, wants yeah. us to do. And he can <laughs> handle all the pressure. So in calling, <laughs> you sh- if you're feeling tons of pressure, like I have to figure out my calling, mm-hmm. maybe you're putting the emphasis on the wrong side. Mm. Maybe it's more like, will you tell me yeah. my, who you made me to be? <laughs> will you show me the way I can obey you? Yeah. And that's that's going to draw us closer in, mm-hmm. into calling. I, I love that. Um, I, I think, too, it's just so comforting for me to think he has a plan. Yeah. We're not just like spinning out here. And, and I don't mean specifically like God wants you to do. He has like, I think there's freedom that we have as as his children Mm -hmm. but that god is working something out that he's thought about and that he wants to happen Mm -hmm. and he is including us in it Um, yeah and i think that makes the case even for everything we were saying earlier which is so like god to just be consistent and unchanging um that of course he's going to have a plan if he took so much time to create a masterpiece that's right (laughs) and so it's like you don't just create 
masterpieces for something like mm. insignificant. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in, in that way, there's a function that he wants that he's been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I think too, in, in my mind, I, I don't want us to fall into like, Oh God wants me. I, I'm supposed to do something. And if, I don't do that thing that I'm disappointing him. That's right? not how it works. I, I think it's more like um, uh, he's inviting us into the thing that he's doing mm-hmm. that he won't fail to do. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to succeed in what he's doing. Yeah. And we just get the benefit of being a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, being being a part of what he's doing, being used in what he's doing. Um, <laughs> so I feel pressure if I have to like do it. Right. But if I'm just discovering what God's already doing, then there's a joy and, and a rest in that. Mm-hmm. You know, The other part that gets me when he, when he says we're prepared for good works that he prepared beforehand is that he's made us, but all of the masterpiece and the gifts and the unique dignity of our life is never meant for us alone. Yeah. Like he made us so that we would move outward. We're made for something where where the good work happens somewhere else. It goes to someone else. Mm-hmm. So there's just this this idea of the purpose of God in using your life, and it's personal and it's specific, but it, it's a part of his work of redeeming the world, mm-hmm. that it's not for you. He didn't just make you for you to sit still. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're a disciple, if the Holy Spirit's in you, then you are actually a part of helping others to see Jesus. Yes. To, Every single one. To illuminate who Jesus is. And yeah, that, that would be what we we're talking about. Just like the the end, the purpose for what this calling is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I, I, I was trying to process calling and thought of a question mm-hmm. that, that helps hone things in for me. And uh, I would ask this, like, this is what I want our disciples to ask at Resonate. What specific, irreplaceable purpose does my life play <laughs> in God's kingdom? And and there's just like a a faith in that that mm-hmm. he that the Ephesians two ten is true, right? That I'm his and I'm his masterpiece, and he prepared something for me to do. That means there's some part that I have to play. And my hope from this three part podcast is. Mm-hmm we just elevate for every single person at resonate that, that God wants to use you. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to just bring it down in elevation Mm -hmm. and sort of talk about some, some practical things. Um, the, the idea, like if we're going to discover our calling, Mm -hmm. um, what, what should we anticipate? As, as we try to as we try to figure that out what what should we be thinking God might do if we're trying to find that yeah I think that well this isn't exactly what you were asking but I think that we should anticipate frustration okay I think that's a, that's exactly <laughs> what I was asking actually that's beautiful it, it might not be a smooth straight upward journey uh-uh. right it's like oh yeah. friction and frustration yeah, yeah tell me what you mean I think I mean, part of it too is it's just against our our wiring around us. Our environment is saying, "Hey, figure it out soon, fast, and instantly." Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really hard to need God when you just get things handed to you so fast. Mm-hmm. And he and he knows that, and he knows that it's 
better for us when we remember that he's the creator and we are the created because we can't hold that creator weight. And so, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of natural frustration that comes when Mm. it's like, oh, I, I want to figure it out now and he's not telling me it right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're giving frustration specifically about how long it might take. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want the instant button and God might have like a journey and Uh something he's going to unfold. I think another frustration might be when you try something and it doesn't turn out the way you want. Mm-hmm. It's like I had envisioned this different. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yes, and we immediately our temptation is go well. So that's wrong. That wasn't God's plan. Mm-hmm. But um, but just the the patience to ask like, what is God doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and often through our failings or through our pain, He's yeah. revealing more of His purpose, not yes. less. Yes, yeah. it feels that way. Yeah. It there is a point where it will feel crushing mm. because. Like yeah, everyone's going to stop the podcast. Now. I know. They're like, I know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, and that's I right. expect for yeah. it to happen again. Yes, still, that's right. Of just, I, why is God having me become this person that is like different from what I expected? Yeah. Or I have this really fixed idea of, like, I was so sure that God is calling me to. I, like I'll even release the doing. Like I think God called me to be this person, right? Yeah. And and yet he he just has a better plan, and yeah. I might not see it as better in that moment, and that can be really crushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about the topics of our next two podcasts, mm-hmm. um, I want to just go over some practical things. So okay. sort of like so what's from from this conversation, um, and, and one of the things. Um, I, I feel challenged when I think about calling because I think so often my dreams are small. Hmm. Like I, I think, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking of myself small. Mm-hmm. And when I read Ephesians 2.10, I'm like, oh, God might be thinking of doing more with my life. <laughs> so I'm just challenged to think, and I, I want every listener to think, perhaps God's dreams are bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps they are. Yeah. You know, and... And we might make big dreams. I want to be a bazillionaire or whatever. But what if God's dream is like that the effect of your life would help someone mm-hmm. be changed for eternity? Like yeah. there's there's a part of his his dreams are, are probably bigger than our dreams. Mm. Yeah. I think an, another um, practical thing is just take swings. You know, okay. I think we have the freedom to take swings if we know that there is a God who created us for a specific irreplaceable purpose mm-hmm. to be lived out in community so a great place to do that is to try things out with other people and yeah. a lot of times that comes in serving yeah or or yeah just jumping into a thing where there's like a lot of people around you that can speak into your life yeah um and if it's not about doing then you can try things freely because who who you are and who you're not is going to become evident through that. Yeah. 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 It's uh there's a book about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And so often I have a fixed mindset. So I'm yeah. like, "Oh, if I take a swing, I have to hit the ball and it has to work." Right. But the growth mindset would say, even by trying something or mm-hmm. swinging and missing, yeah. that might be a part of your growing. Mm-hmm. That would be a part of your discovery. Yes. So when things don't work out quite the way that we wanted, mm-hmm. If, if we were seeing it as a journey of discovery, we're like, oh, God is actually using the swing and a miss yeah. 
to help me become something Mm -hmm. or even see myself more clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just a really quick example. So when I was first at Resonate, I was I said, hey, I'm down to help serve in any area, but don't put me in the baby's room. Okay. Please. Yep. Like I, I, I wrote that I, so clearly. I know clearly. you have calling for me, right. God, but I'm holding <laughs> on to this. <laughs> yeah. And yet, like, there was a series of four weeks in a row. I don't know yeah. who the res kids director was at the okay. time. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, that was like, a while you know, back. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I was, they called me to sub for the babies four okay. w- Sundays so, in a row. Okay. Yeah. And I... Like, if you've ever seen me with baby, I feel like they're going to die when I hold them because they're, they're like made of jello and their head keeps yeah. like bobbing around. Yeah. And I just I, think their head's going to fall off. There's actually in our staff break room a picture of you holding a baby. <laughs> and the baby looks really happy, but you don't. I look intensely <laughs> uncomfortable look really because uncomfortable. Yeah. I think he's going to die. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I am enough. scared. Okay. Yeah. Now bring me back into how this yes, speaks yes, to yes. calling. So... Uh, I, it was affirmed in me that I am not meant to hold babies. Okay, okay. You know? So when they get of, older, great. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, at the same time, felt great about being able to just, like, step in where um, where people need help. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I'm, like, one of the most particular people that I know, and yet... There was a lot of unideal things that were happening while I was holding babies per my particularities. And so God was like showing me that I can for like for the sake of like someone else that like needs help, I'm I can this is a way where I can practice like dying to myself and it's yeah. a way that I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I was just left to my own devices, I I would have never been willing to have like baby drool on my hand yeah. or change a diaper or mm-hmm. whatever yep yeah and and that i love it too because it's like that journey idea because mm-hmm. your calling might not be like all your gifts probably probably it's not in that way like you're probably not called yeah. to just hold babies yeah. for the rest of your life i try to avoid eye contact with the people <laughs> in the in the baby's uh, room <laughs> so it wasn't like you discovered your calling was to be in the baby's yeah. room but the baby's room was a necessary step yeah. in the journey for you to figure out who God mm-hmm. made you to be and where you're a part of what he's yeah. doing. And yeah. I made really cool friends there. Okay. So, like it was people that I would so have never otherwise like <clears throat> decided to hang out with. Yeah. Um, but they like, yeah, they taught me how to hold the baby just to like, so that I wouldn't freak out too yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think of those who might tend toward like perfectionism mm-hmm. and they're like, unless I know exactly the calling of my life and have mm-hmm. it completely figured out, I'm going to say no to everything. Yeah. That actually you're shortcutting yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe the things that you're not called to, but you try yeah. is a part of discovering more of like his purpose yeah. in your life and, and how you can find joy and how you can find out, Oh, this is the effect that God wanted mm-hmm. for my life. Yeah. And so now I look back at that time and I don't see that as failure at all. Yeah. I see it as, oh, that was a necessary part of Mm -hmm. my journey. Yeah. And yeah, a time where I just got to discover more about how God wired me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I have just two more practical things before we we sort of give an advertisement for our next two podcast (laughs) episodes. So um, the first, if these ideas of calling are true, as followers of Jesus, as brothers and sisters in Christ, I would love for us to be generous with our affirmations. Mm. 
that and that we could find the affirmation to say these words to someone else, someone in your missional community group, someone you serve with, someone you see in the parking lot, wherever you see someone doing something that, that we would find the vocabulary to say, um, I see God using you when mm. you do that. I see God using you. I saw God use you when you did this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need that kind of feedback yeah. from others. And, and it's not just like a, a platitude. It's not just like, oh, good job. Mm-hmm. It's like a very specific thing. When you uh, led worship, I saw God using you. When you taught that lesson in the Res Kids small group time, mm-hmm. I saw how God was using you. Mm-hmm. Like, like these things. When you welcomed me as I walked up from the street, I felt God using you like those, those kinds of words I think could be really powerful and life giving and a part of discovering Mm -hmm. like, what's the effect of my life? What did God make me to do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think along those affirmations too, another one would also be when you were doing this, I saw you have joy Mm -hmm. that I've never seen you have before. Yeah. Or there's like a uniqueness to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, what if the, what if calling was a bigger thing we talked about and we kept saying these things to each other, being mm-hmm. that mirror for each other? Yeah. I think every human on the planet wants someone to see them. Yes. And to help them, like to affirm the way God made you to be, mm-hmm. like the strengths that he's given you, the gifts that you have. Yeah. So, And and lastly, because we're in this sermon series and for the, these months, we as a church are going to be talking about these ideas of yeah. God's purpose and his kingdom. Um, just even being a part of these sermons and learning more of what the scripture is saying is a part of discovering his purpose mm-hmm. for your life. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue. Uh, we, we're going to offer a class and we're going to offer podcasts that are meant to help you on that journey of discovering so can you just share like we're going to do two more podcasts we're going to have uh really the question of how do i discover this what Mm -hmm. what are the steps i might go through Uh, in in this journey of discovering (laughs) my calling and uh i think we got four four steps if you just we're gonna do two in one podcast and then two in the next yeah so yeah there's four stages and they're not linear but the first stage is awakening this idea that God has created me for something more like you're discovering that for the first time. And then stage two is that discovery phase where it's like, Oh my gosh, God has given me a unique gifting and wiring to, to be this way. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. And then the one after that, it's going to be stage three, three and four. Yeah. And three is the joy that, Oh, God is using me. Yes. I, people are affirming the effect that my life has on, on these things, these people. And then finally that last stage four of activation that God wants to use all people for his glory. Like I have experienced this joy and I cannot keep it unto myself. Yeah. Like I want other people to discover who God made them to be for them to know that he created them for a specific irreplaceable purpose. And I'm going to help them do that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't wait for it. I'm so glad for this journey that our church is taking. And I can't wait. Um, may more and more of his followers realize God wants to use me. Yeah.